I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Come in and make yourself comfortable. You're entering must-have-seen TV's holiday gauntlet Halloween. This is the audio tome dedicated to spooky stories of yesteryear, from the monsters to the monsters today. I'm your TV guiding spirit, Brett White, and running the holiday gauntlet this week is Marvel Comics' Ricky Purden. Welcome, Ricky. Hello. <laughs> That was a lot. <laughs> that was an intense, uh, intense. I'm sweating. Intense character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for coming out here. Yes. And uh, getting up in this action. Yes. Um, how do you feel about Halloween and being running the ha- Halloween gauntlet today? I love Halloween. Ooh. I love since since I was a young boy. Uh, but yeah, watching old television Halloween episodes was huge for me at the time. Yeah. The whole uh, week. Where does it? Uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. What's your order? Oh, Halloween. And then Halloween, and then Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, Thanksgiving's like... No, th- no, thank you, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't I'll know. I'll pass. I mean, like, also, I'm... Thanksgiving is fine. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, honestly, like, so, like, Halloween and Christmas have such universes around them. Yes. That I'm like, Thanksgiving... You don't do, like, for Halloween, you dress up, and there's candy, and there's spookiness, and there are decorations. There's no Thanksgiving decorations. No. Well, or just, like, a cornucopia. Or, like, you dress up as a pilgrim. Or, like, racist, appropriated, <laughs> like, Native American yeah. stuff. So, what is your, um, like, what are your best, uh, Halloween memories? I mean, to get... Ugh. Or, like, to talk about, like, the episode we're gonna talk about today has a lot of trick... Has some trick-or-treating bobbing yes. for apples type stuff. Right. What is your associations with trick or treating bobbing for apples? I, I, I for for the most part for like I think six or seven years I was a vampire for Halloween. I was <laughs> Dracula, and it was it was uh, because I liked Monster Squad so much and uh, the Dracula character in that. So I was I was Dracula for a long long time, and then after that I I don't know I just kind of stopped dressing up for Halloween so much and trick or treating as much as hanging out with friends. Yeah, and, like doing stuff like. Pizza. And I mean, movies. did you go to? Did you have like neighborhoods you would go to do trick or treat in? Yeah, we moved a lot when I was yeah. a kid, right, and yeah. and so we would trick or treat at like malls sometimes because we we lived Ooh. in like we, my dad was in the military, and so we would trick or treat at the local post exchange, which is a mall, uh, or we'd trick or treat uh, near near the uh, army base. But like, it wasn't so much neighborhoods as much as it was like going out and seeing everyone else yeah in their costumes and stuff we would have fun we would have like a designated neighborhood that we would go to um i'm trying to think my childhood halloween costumes where i was a ninja turtle one year yes of course i was a i was robin hood one year like the uh 
the... I was like a generic, like, you go to Walmart and find the pattern. Right, right, my right, mom right. made all my costumes, okay. so she, like, made just a generic Robin Hood pattern. What was the Ninja Turtle mask? Was it one of those plastic masks? No, my mom made all she of my... So she made me a Ninja Turtle... It was, like, a green sweatsuit. What? And then, like, green face paint. And then we had, like, the red bandana, bandana around my face. And then she made out of, like, poster, yellow poster board, the shell. Right. And then out of, she also made... I think I was Raphael because okay. I had size, even though Donatello was my favorite. Yeah, but yeah, maybe yeah. I hadn't really formed that opinion yet. Uh, I was a Batman 66 Batman. What? The year that Batman 89 came out. As a kid, you were Batman 66? Because I was like, I love Batman 66 That's crazy. as a kid, so I wanted that. Uh, I was Nightcrawler, Gambit, and Han Solo. All one Halloween? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> no, that was like three years, but yeah. Right. That's crazy. Uh, there was one year, though, that I was... Um, French Knight of the B-52s, Han Solo, and, um, Tim Canterbury from the UK <laughs> office. I think that was 2004 <laughs> in uh, college, because I had three different great. things. Um, yeah, and I never really bobbed for apples. I remember there being no. bobbing for apples at, like, a church function I yeah. went to. But, like, honestly, going to church yeah. on Halloween is, that's lame. I did that for sure. That So that's a good point, because we're both from the South. And yeah. I remember in Oklahoma, we had a big church in town that we went to, uh, Safe Halloween. Yeah. Uh, Quote-unquote. And... And so we dress up for that. I remember for that, I dressed up as a as a hobo. So oh, I had yeah. my grandpa's overalls. And to make a beard, like a stubbly beard, my grandma rubbed coffee on my face. Oh, God. Because she read somewhere that it looked like a, a, a beard Ugh. stubble. It just smelled like coffee and was all... It was, that was that's like the worst. That's, a, that's an actual nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And we played Bobby and Frapples. And I remember thinking, this is... A terrible game. We're like, also like brewing coffee in the water. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> my whole face came off in the water. It's not, yeah, it sucks. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, this week on the show, we are traveling to October 30th, 1964. Yes. Mary Poppins ruled the box office. Do Want Diddy Diddy by Manfred Mann topped the charts. And ABC aired the Addams Family episode Halloween with the Addams Family. Ooh. Ricky, you must have seen Halloween with the Addams Family before. Yes. I, I mostly watched Addams Family on uh, Nick at Night. Yeah. And then I think FX used to show it too, but, um, so when I, when I came over today and, uh, you were like, oh, we're watching Halloween with Adam's Family, I immediately remembered the plot, like yeah. the rough outline of the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've definitely seen this three or four times actually, <laughs> no joke, which is I mean, weird. What, so you grew up loving the Adam's Family? Yeah. Or like, is this a staple of your childhood? Yeah, because again, in Oklahoma, when, uh, when I was a kid, my grandma had cable and I think half the day... VH1 was VH1, and the other half of the day it was Nick at Night. Nickelode- well, Nickelodeon, Nick at Night. Nickelodeon, yeah, Nick yeah. at Night. So then, so so, but it was like the middle half of the day, and and so I'd go to my grandma's house in the evening and hang out, and while my parents were visiting and stuff, I would just watch Nick at Night for some reason. And they, I remember there for a long time they had reruns of the show, and I was fascinated. Yeah. And they would also show monsters, and I liked the Adams Family way more for some reason. Like, yeah. The Adams Family was like. A little bit more sincere and and straightforward and just odd. And the monsters was like playing up jokes and like yeah, because I mean we that's something I definitely want to get into because I did I ran a poll on the must have seen TV Twitter. So please follow on Twitter for polls. People, uh, I think it was like ninety percent of the respondents Adams Family monsters ten percent. Yeah. Around that same time, they also did the movie. And, yeah, the Adam's Family movie. And that made me still... I, I knew it was very different from the show, but I still loved the show. And did you so, also watch the 90s cartoon? Um, A little bit. I By that point, because it was, it was kind of based on the, the Charles Adams uh, look yeah, yeah. of the cartoon characters, yeah. or the comic strip characters, and not the movie or the television show, so I wasn't as into it. It was its own thing, kind of. But I definitely oh, had like toys from it. There were, oh, like, yeah, they had a whole toy line. Yeah, yeah, I had some toys from it. I sure. really... I want a... 
This is my own thing. I want a John Aston Riddler action figure because he played the Riddler in season two of Batman when Frank Gorsham was out. Right. That was after Adam's Family, right? Yes. yes. Because Adam's Family was 64 so, 66, yep. and 66 and then I'm 67. So yeah. So I mean, I want to get like a Frank Gorsham action figure and then put a John Aston head on it, yeah. but there are no yeah. highly detailed John, John Aston heads out yeah. there. Um, yeah, I... I love the Adams Family movie. Right. First, I'm pretty sure I saw both of them in the theater. Yeah. And I love the cartoon. And the show itself, I didn't get into maybe until Nick at Night got it. Yeah. So that might have been like late elementary school, middle school, and a little more in college. Right. Uh, But like lately, as an adult, I've now, now that it's on Hulu, all of it streams on Hulu. Yep. Um, every Halloween, every October, I rewatch the entire series, what? and it just like it's so delightful. That's a and good idea. Having just rewatched a Monsters episode, you are definitely right in that Monsters is a lot. Monsters is like the Donna Reed show with monsters. <laughs> it's a Leave It to Beaver with monsters. Yep. It's playing into a lot more just like the tropes of family '60s sitcoms. Yep. And so, therefore, it feels more like those, whereas right. the Addams Family is just creepy, yeah. and, or just weird and weird. peculiar. Yeah. And, almost, and for no reason, almost. Like, the the Addams Family is, like, an affluent family. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and they're just odd, and they've got odd props and things in the house, but they also, um, they're affluent, but they're also very giving. I found yeah. that, like, in almost every episode, they're trying to help someone, and then those people try to take advantage of them yeah. in some way. And then they always... I wrote down, like, at the end of the episode, I'm trying, I was trying to... While watching this episode, trying to think of what are the actual differences. Yeah. And it seems like uh, the Adams are more confident and certain in who they are, certain. whereas, like, the energy of the monsters as Herman is... Right. Uh, ...really self-deprecating or striving and kind of a big baby and, yeah. like, stomps around. He's not as... The other patriarch is fucking Gomez, yeah. who is, I mean... I is maybe the sexiest sitcom character <laughs> of the 20th century. <laughs> like, I love his big eyed like wonder at everything. Yeah, he just so, loves everything. Like uh, he's so confident and yeah. suave and weird and kooky and great. Yeah. Uh, and then I wrote at the end. The end of every Adams Family episode is usually the interloper gets away and the Adams are usually oblivious to whatever Happening. thing was going on. Yep. Whereas the monsters, I think, are usually aware of getting screwed over or yeah. fired or like, oh shucks, because yeah, yeah, it yeah. makes. Herman's always like stopping his feet. Yeah, no, sure. this is ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, Deborah. <laughs> everybody loves Ray Romano. Uh, everybody loves Herman Monster. Um, yeah, so this week on Must Have Seen TV, we were talking about the Adams Family episode, Halloween with the Adams Family. It is the seventh episode of yeah. season one. Yep. Uh, it was written by Keith Fowler and Phil Leslie and directed by Sydney Landfield. Here's how Hulu describes the episode. The Adams family are all busy preparing for their favorite holiday, Halloween. The celebration is bolstered by a pair of bank robbers who they be who they welcomed as trick or treaters. Ricky, how accurate does that describe the plot? It's perfect. That's it. They per- it's perfect. And and uh, if you didn't know, if you if you didn't realize that the guys who show up as adults were bank robbers, they make it very clear right away. Yeah. The police are after them, and they've got a bag full of money. And the guy even, like, Don Rickles, because it's Don Rickles and another guy. Don Rickles and another dude. Um, he put, Don Rickles, like, puts on his pantyhose mask. Pantyhose mask. And the other guy has a scar on his eye. Yeah, his it's face, like a, so it's yeah. like, ooh, he's a bad dude. Scar face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it does seem, I don't really want to go a blow-by-blow blow by blow plot analysis with this, because, yeah. again, like... The, that is the plot, is bank robbers get in there, and then it's just a whole set of just 
obstacles or like weird happenings in the house. Yeah, the bank robbers realize they have a bunch of money, and the rest of the episode is them trying to get it. Yeah, while interacting with their world, they, Gomez sees like they have their their bag full of money, and Gomez thinks it's their trick or trick right. tri- trick or treat bag because they are adults that are trick or treating. Yeah, which they uh, they applaud. Now, now, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I think it's rather heartwarming that adults get in the Halloween spirit. And so when Gomez sees like the bag full of money, he's like, "Oh, Tisha, our neighbors have given these gentlemen hundreds of dollars in trick or treat." <laughs> Makes one proud to live in such a neighborhood. And so he opens up a drawer that is just filled with yeah. loose bills. It's right in front of him. There's a drawer right in front of him. That happens and he just to be starts filled. scooping it in there. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. Um. Oh, where'd my notes go? Um. So let's talk about the opening credits. Okay. Cause. Yes. It's just great. Yeah. The I remember when I was a kid, I would be, often I would be in the other room, like, making a sandwich or something, like, real quick as, as in between commercials, and the Adams Family credits would start rolling, and then I would know. I've got about 18 seconds to get my yeah. ass in there so I can it watch is, this. It is a very, I mean, like, it is a very patient opening credit sequence where mm-hmm. I think it's like a full minute, and it's like the whole song. Yep. And the, but the first, like, 10 seconds are just them staring at staring the screen. At creepy yeah and then when it goes to all their like one by one shots of all the stars it's all of them (laughs) looking to the camera morticia's like looking very sly and she's doing a cool cross-armed snap yeah not regular yeah yeah Yeah. um and then it cuts to like john astin as gomez who is just leering at the camera with his creepy smile right breathing heavily like slowly breathing at you yeah Yeah. and then he snaps right it's like i i can't I love John Aston yeah. so much. Yeah. I I mean, I have two designs of him on my store, tpublic.com slash user slash Brett Life. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, I have one on my phone. Yeah, you bought the Adams Family Honeymoon, Adams Family Swimsuit Special. Yeah, it's great. Uh, designing a Morticia swimsuit was fun. Yeah. It's all like cobwebby and like black. It's nice. And she looks so great. Ugh. So yeah, I mean, like, do you have the hots for Morticia? I, a little bit. Like, I would have the hots for her more if I didn't have them extremely for Elvira. Oh yeah. Like, I know Elvira based her look on Vampira and Morticia, M- more Vampira and a little bit of, of Morticia and like the beauty. Yeah, and, exactly. And beauty. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Morticia's definitely because she's also she's also uh, very. That's the other thing about this show that I liked over the monsters was that. Uh, Morticia and Gomez are absolutely in love. Oh yeah, and like in a positive way. So sex, like sexual, yeah, and, and supportive. I mean, there are episodes where like there's like an episode where like Morticia thinks Gomez is a is a a, a, a neighborhood uh, thief, and there's an episode. <laughs> there's several episodes where like uh, so you like if you go back, you find out that Morticia's sister Ophelia. Who's a who's a blonde? It's actually the same actress. Yeah, Caroline blonde. Jones yep. doing double duty. And she was so she was in love with Gomez originally. So there are things like that, but it's all in good fun. Like yeah. overall, they're very good role models for their kids. Yeah, uh, they're it's a, it's a loving family. And they're positive. so loving and accepting of their kids. Yeah. as well. Um, and like it's the other thing about the show is Pugsley and Wednesday don't have as much to do in the show as no. they like the movies. They are very very front. They're not front yeah. and center, but they are very much like game participants in the ensemble. Yeah. Whereas on this, they're kind of just trotted out as like visual gags a lot. Yeah. Like in this episode, all they do is they come down in their Halloween costumes, <laughs> which are just no- I wrote down normcore. Norm normcore. <laughs> they're like Uniqlo normcore models. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, except 
Wednesday is inexplicably wearing like monster sunglasses. There's sunglasses like one eye is like a lazy half closed yeah. monster eye looking off to the side, and the other eye is this big green eye. It's weird. But otherwise, she's wearing what you would think is like a print, a pink frilly dress yeah, and like Sunday pigtails. school dress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then um, Pugsley has Pugsley looks like Norm from Cheers yeah. or something. He's like a really <laughs> shitty looking suit on and a mustache. Yeah, and a mustache drawn yeah. on. Yeah. Ugh. It's great. But when they come down, the Gomez and Morticia and Fester are like... When you knock on neighbors' doors, you'd better say, Do not be alarmed. We are only little children. You're going to freak people out with this. <laughs> yeah. And then for the rest of the episode, uh, which was sad, uh, and watching today, you don't see any other kids dressed up. And I was kind of hoping we would see what kids in this in like 1966 oh, were yeah. wearing for their Halloween costumes. Because that I is forgot. a creepy like meme every Halloween. is like, look at all these old Halloween costumes yeah. that are just terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. they hadn't like settled on what the aesthetic of like a kid-appropriate bunny mask should right. be. So yeah. it's like a super lifelike <laughs> red-eyed bunny mask. And it's like, <laughs> no, you got to exaggerate some of those features. You'll yeah. figure that out in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the episode opens up with Gomez getting uh, delivery. They get like a delay. Like, it's funny because like it's like a weird font. No, it's like a whoop whoop. Mails in. It's almost like an undersea yeah. alert of some kind. Yeah, that which is also very indicative of how the Adams family aesthetic. It like so much of it is, just doesn't make sense, and you don't question. It, you just go along with it. Yeah, and that's so ba- baffling and great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it's not like the. The Flintstones where, like, there's an elephant trunk in the shower, yeah. and so there's, there's, there's some yeah. sense to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and also, like, how does Thing get around? Because yeah. he can only appear from boxes, because he's, he's a shirtless actor. Yeah. Somewhere hidden underneath the set. Right. Like, how did he get outside to get the mail, and then how did he get back in? Then he crawled back into that box to then... Help with something later. Or what yeah. is the reality of Thing in this show? Is, is he meant to be a person that lives... They inside of there's the another episode where they show thing and his family and it's their disembodied hands uh so it's it's a, it's a mom hand and a dad hand and a yeah. little hand and gomez says that he grew up with him like which implies that gomez's parents had things parents as servants oh wow it's weird but i i don't think it's not like the movie at all the 90s this movie he has a disembodied hand that was like a, the place. a yeah. special effects marvel at the yeah, time yeah how do they do that i remember seeing so many like entertainment tonight like featurettes <laughs> yeah. about that like a, ride a hand riding a skateboard yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's and it's, it's pretty cool seeing it still nowadays yeah, yeah. but like uh, yeah I don't know so he the mail comes and he's got a package for Gomez and it's uh, a new carving a knife a new carving knife yeah. that um, what causes Wednesday does a super shrug to the camera I can't remember what causes it uh, Gomez Gomez is like oh this is a great carving knife you don't know what he's gonna carve but he's like so he pulls out one of his hairs and he goes to slice at it and then he's like well either my hair is super strong or the knife needs to be sharpened and he runs out of the room and then the camera cuts to Wednesday and she's just like she just like looks like shrugs. looks dead in the camera and just yeah. shrugs yeah it's great and so like Gomez has this knife because he's gonna carve something we don't know what yet but obviously like Right. It's Halloween, so it's obviously a pumpkin. Ooh. But he gets the knife, and I'm I. My constant struggle on this podcast is how much to talk about the men I find attractive on these shows, <laughs> and I do. I mean, I also like. Do you have that problem with Fester? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> I have it because I when this episode, like Gomez, the way that he gets that knife, he's like takes off his jacket. He has the yes. knife. And he's like. Rubbing it really close to Fester's face. Yeah. But, like, he's looking. He There's a moment when he's carving. He, like, looks over his shoulder at Fester. Yeah. Like, 
I I just I he is so handsome. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's distracting for me, yeah. and I'm like, what is wrong? What is up in my brain that I'm like he? That's also just John Aston is such a great performer. Sure, his physicality is so specific and yeah. like confident and. Yeah. And that's a big difference with the monsters again. Not to keep comparing it, but like the men on the monsters are grotesque. Yeah, like, they're, they're monsters. Yeah. And the Adams family, the only ones who are really monsters is Fester's kind of a goofy yeah. clown. And Lurch is a Frankenstein esque ghoul. But like if you like put some glasses on Lurch and then combed his hair <laughs> and got a tan, like that's a big you handsome sl- dude. Swipe right on that yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh yeah. But I mean like I always worry, I don't know, for cause I always, I don't think it's a one to one map of like a man talking about women that they find this like attractive all the time. Cause there's like, you know, patriarchy and like gender roles and stuff. Sure. Whereas men are very rarely objectified in the same way women are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so like, I want to level that playing field, <laughs> especially for, uh, you know, your, your John Astons and yeah. Larry Hagman's and yeah. Ken Berry's yeah. and Bob Newhart's of the world. <laughs> What's, what is wrong with me? But anyway, like, but it's also so intrinsic to Gomez's character is he's a suave, dapper, debonair yeah. dude. Caring, uh, not just for his family, uh, not just in love with his wife, not just sexually attracted to his wife. He's always trying to help people. Yes. And he's always, he's, he's kind of punny sometimes, but like, and like, a, oh, that guy's like kind of sharp and, and fast kind of way. Not like yeah. a, 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 a lame kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's wealthy, but it doesn't ruin. It doesn't change who he it's is. It's such an afterthought. They're yeah. like, they're all they're all such a goal of like. I would love for rich families to be that empathetic and caring and open. Yes, yes. <clears throat> That's a weird undercurrent with monsters, where Marilyn Munster is uh, is basically Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, and so they all like pity her and like they love her and they well, take care of her and stuff. Right. But they also like, you know, she's gonna she needs to find a man because she's ugly. Yeah. Uh, it's so weird to have, like, there's no internal dissent in the Adams family. Like, sure, sure. It's all of them together against, and not, like, unknowingly against the outside world, but right. in their point of view, they're just having a fun time with yeah, the outside yeah. world. And they've got a big family. Like, every episode they talk about some other family member. So there are probably other uh, Adamses out across the world doing the same kind of yeah. humanitarian Oh, that's a cool effort. thing. I would love to see, you yeah. know, what's the New York Adams family? Yeah. What's the Tennessee Adams family they, doing? They talk about it. And then there's an ep- in, in this episode, he even says, like, when the bank robbers want to do something weird, I don't want to get ahead. Uh, Adam, Gomez is like, I don't really want to do this. And Morticia's like, Excuse us for a moment, please. <laughs> My dear, I think we made a terrible mistake inviting those two men in. You do? Hide and seek? Well, I'll admit it is a bit eccentric, and they are rather strange. But after all, they're guests in our home. You're right. Adam's hospitality. Yeah, they, want, they just want to do nice things. I don't know. It's it's a fun family to watch. There, yeah, and there's um, there's also a moment where we get to see the Adams's kitchen in this episode. Yeah, it's which, weird. Do we ever get to see their kitchen? You don't often see it, no. Because this is obviously a pre-existing kitchen set that they were just like, either, like, wheeled onto the soundstage or went over to the soundstage. Yeah. Because there's literally nothing creepy about it. Just, like, chemistry set stuff yeah. that shows that she's making punch, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I would notice, like, oh, that is weird. the same way, like, the walls are real white. There's not a lot of, like, hanging vines there's or, like, nothing. curtains and stuff, like, in the living room. There's no, like, weird upholstery. There are nothing. no taxidermy animals in there. No. It is literally just a kitchen yeah. set yeah. that they put some uh, shit in. So yeah. That was very weird to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is your, what's your take on Fester? Um, so, 
So Fester, I didn't, I didn't realize until recently, Fester was like a kid actor. He was a kid. Yeah, he was in the Coogan. kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And for the longest time, I thought he was like a goofy clown because he's always got this high-pitched voice. Uh, but in this episode, he seems like the way less... I know, so in the te- television show, he's not Gomez's brother. Oh, he's right. He's Morticia's uncle. Right. Uh, which makes him the grandma's brother. Right. And so, uh, but in in this episode especially... He seems like a goofy kid, adult kid who's trying to have a good time. Uh, so he's like the opposite of uh, Gomez in that, like, Gomez is refined while Fester's throwing his face into the bobbing for apples thing. Or... Right, and he um <clears throat> he does this extended physical comedy routine of posing for the pumpkin carving where he, like, crick, 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 turns, like, and, turns and like, his back is popping, popping or his head is, his crack, neck is popping. Yeah, cracking, cracking. yeah. Uh, and then it's, Are you sure you're getting enough of my personality? We're worried about it. And then yeah. it's like, Fester, uh, Gomez is like, just do you, basically. And he makes the dumbest face. A big, dumb clown face. Yeah. yeah. So I, he's like a harmless dude. The uh, the other side of it, too, is that I don't know when in the series he started putting light bulbs in his face. In his yeah, mouth. this is episode seven. So that's like... So, so, like, it lights... This episode had everything that you think about with the Adams right. family. Like, Morticia sewing or knitting and... Gomez kissing her arm and the kids uh, being weird, but uh, like when when Fester uh, when Fester poses for the the pumpkin uh, that Gomez is carving, he's got his high pitched voice and he's just like a child in the room yeah. with them. And so ah. I, I, it hit me today watching it over again. And like maybe when I was a kid, I've always kind of felt like he was younger than he's supposed to be. Like he's just kind of this comedy relief in the show. Yeah, yeah, he has um, an energy. He has a young. Yeah, like vibrant he's energy. running around and really excited. And, and again, it's endearing the way that the rest of the Adam family is. In his own way, he's kind of a fun weirdo. And it's so different from the Adam family movies, especially yeah. the first one where yeah. uh, Fester is like an amnesiac. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it's like they take a whole movie to get Christopher Lloyd back to having that manic energy, which sure. he does at the end. Right. But even like Christopher Lloyd's version of that energy, because it's Christopher Lloyd, is yeah. it's like a more mature immaturity. Because yeah. Christopher Lloyd has just this spaced out, He's spaced out. That's the right way to put kooky it. Kooky vibe yeah. that isn't childlike. It's right. just beyond its weird. own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, there's a bit in this episode where uh, Morticia mentions her. Is it her ex? Her ex? Is it yes. her ex husband? Uh, it was a guy who uh, p- proposed, proposed to her yeah. when they were younger. Yeah. And Gomez gets so sad. It was so sweet yeah. <laughs> to Is see he... how sad he got. Oh, well, I was just a silly young girl then. I was fascinated by his long fingernails and, and the way his lip curled when he smiled. He was a handsome devil. <laughs> Morticia, please, never mention his name again. I promise. Yeah. And it wasn't even because there's a way to deliver that line that is very like don't like very yeah. accusatory and like possessive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He the way he delivers it is very much like no, it actually hurt his feelings. It like really hurts me, and I like love you so much. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to think about a different reality where you were with this other guy. Yeah, it's like, really so sweet. sweet. Yeah. And it's then she point. says "boobala," and he like yeah, Boobala's, She says "boobala." This episode has every Adams family like yeah, Nick yeah. So I was wondering, uh, in general, because the whole thing is Don Rickles and this other guy get yeah. in there and they're, basically they keep having this tug of war of being terrified of what's going on in the house and then trying to run out when they hear a siren or they open the door and they see the cop car. Right. What would you do in this situation? If you got, how scary are the Adamses actually? It, they're, it's different, it's different varieties of scary. So if, if at one point I saw Lurch, 
I would think. And I found out that Lurch's face is actually his face and not a mask. Which they do in this episode because they think it's a mask and they touch his... Uh, friend, we've been admiring the mask. You mind telling us where it come from? It is mine. <laughs> yeah. And they touch his face. I w- my, my first instinct was like, I would wash my hand immediately. Yeah. With his face is very greasy. And then... If, if, so at that point, that's not so scary. That that guy's just kind of a weird looking dude. Yeah. But then at another point, uh, they bring out bobbing for apples, and it's a crab. Yeah. Inside, <laughs> it's a live of, crab instead of apples. That's not really scary, right? No, that's just weird. Yeah. And also, well, okay, but like walking in, if you got yourself into their house, yeah. And now we have to establish what reality the house is in because when you watch the show in black and white and you put it in color in your head, you're like, it's got to be all blacks and browns and grays. Sure. But when you see actual color photos of the yes. set, it is all like green and pink and purple. Purple, yellows. Because yeah. they, I guess they knew like those, those will give us the right shade of grays and contrast, contrast. that we need. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you're actually walking into this brightly colored house, it's almost like House of a Thousand Corpses where it's like, yeah. if at any moment someone could come out with a bunch of knives and run at me. Like none, they're never in physical harm. Right. The, the crooks. So it's just kind of like odd stuff that's going on. And if anything, I guess... It more speaks to the time period, right? Like, everyone else's idea of normalcy. And so if you walked into a house that was like this, obviously you'd be like, whoa, this is crazy. This is kooky. But if you walked into a house back then that was like House of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's a real terrifying experience. Yeah. The only time I got, the only time, so I did put myself in their position. And the only time I got kind of freaked out was when the lion showed up. Their kitty. Right. That's that's a real threat. That's where I'm like, whoa. This is, yeah. Yeah. Even as an actor, I wouldn't want to be in the same room as a lion in the 60s. Like, no. I feel like standards were different back then. <laughs> like, you got to control over a lion. Because I've been to Teddy Roosevelt's house uh, yeah. up in Sagamore Hill. In Long Name Island. drop. What, what? Me and Teddy <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> um, so I went out. Like, if you go to his house, his house is basically the Adams Family house. Oh, really? Because it is just floor-to-ceiling, wall-to-wall taxidermy animals. Wow. That he sh- killed. And Which is also like the New York, uh, the Natural History Museum is that also makes that. Sense. That makes sense. So it, and it's very much, it has that exact same vibe. Yeah. That, except, uh, I don't know, it's pretty much the exact same. It's like same era, probably built during, sure. and just a shit ton of dead animals, sure. which is what the Adams Family House is. And I didn't find it that terrifying. Yeah, I remember, I remember reading that, like, at one point, so Charles Adams, who did the original strip, he grew up in, I think, in Jersey. And so mm. there, there were a lot of Victorian houses around. And I think one of the big, reasons that he started the strip was that he felt it was odd that these people who are rich and affluent and these like big these these neighborhoods with big victorian houses lived in what were basically gothic houses yeah so he thought what if someone had a bunch of money but wasn't your regular you know white collar uh family and so that's what the basis of this is so like I don't think it's that crazy to think that most people back then who had a lot of like a ton of money actually did live in houses that look like this a little bit right like yeah taxidermy and, and curtains everywhere and, and fabric on the walls and rugs everywhere and smoking hookahs and whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, but that also speaks to a lot. I mean, there's a timelessness to the Adams Family. I don't know if this is like getting a little bit off track, but it's very on track. Mm-hmm. I want an Adams Family reboot right now. Because mm-hmm. you heard that they're, do- they're doing a Monsters. Seth Meyers is producing a modern-day Monsters no. that's going to be set in Brooklyn. No. Which I'm like, Seth Meyers makes me think this could be good. Sure. Because I like, if you give an SNL pedigree to that show on board. Yeah. But I'm like, don't do the monsters. Yeah. Do the Adams Family. For sure. Uh, who would be your modern day, because I have my modern day Adams already cast. You've cast everybody already? Uh, I don't play this game yeah, a the main, ton. the main four. The main four. I don't play this, this game a ton. I, I guess... 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Man. Uh, I, will, I will say I wanted, um, for, I want Ben Falcone, who is Melissa McCarthy's husband. Yes. To be Gomez. Right. I think it would be a breakout role for him. That's he, great. He has he has the exact same type of build as John Aston, right? Into the same type of like he has a very like open energy, but also it can be very like smart. Like on New Girl, he plays a very like right, right, lecherous right. gay man. Yeah, I think Maya Rudolph would be a great Morticia. Ooh, yeah. I think so. I think they would. I be like great. that. And I think Bobby Moynihan would be a good fester. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> um, and I think Carol, oh. like Carol Kane, should yes. still play Grandma. She should play, come back and play it because she played her in Adam's Family Values. Value, uh, I think. Yeah, Values. She replaced the original in Adam's Family. Yeah, yeah. So I think like those are my four. And then you just get kid actors to play Wednesday and yeah. Pugsley because like I don't they're, watch they're kid actors. I don't watch kid shows yeah. much. And they're also they're also. A lot younger on the TV show than they were in the movie. Yeah. But by a couple years. For sure. I mean, they're so young, they don't really have lines, because they don't know if they can really deliver them well, because they're, yeah. like, seven and eight. Yeah, there was one episode that focused on Wednesday running away from home, and it was, like, mostly her, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, for other- otherwise, like you said earlier, they don't really get a lot of play in the show. She's in the a great show. dancer. She is a great dancer. Yeah. I, I, I'm like thinking GIF. there's a gif, yeah, of her, like, this is so great. doing kind of, like, a dance. I love it. Like, a so 60s who, dance. Do, who do you think would be good? I mean, I mean Moynihan, Moynihan definitely sounds fantastic as, yeah. as Fester. Um, you know, for Morticia, I, I keep wanting to go to, like, what's her name from um, uh, Rashida Jones. Oh, oh yeah, Rashida, Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. Uh, I, was, I was thinking of her, and then when you said Maya Rudolph, I thought, oh, you know, that's better. So I yeah. like yours more. I'd have to think about it a little bit more. I think I'd... Christina Hendricks could do it. Wow. Also? Yeah. I also like the idea, though, because in the show, in, in, the, in the original show, they always talk about someone else that's related to them. So that mm-hmm. was one of the great things. When the movie came out, they have the big... Um, the family, family dance thing, yeah. And so you see a bunch of weirdos. And so sometimes... The way they described their family in the show, you see some of those characters in the background. You actually do see some of the characters in the background. And so I feel like a modern-day uh, Adams Family would be a great opportunity to bring in weird cameos, just like Difficult People. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. You need to see like, different modern actors in different roles. I feel like you could bring in weird Adamses sometimes. Yeah, like Amy Sandberg doing yeah. a two-headed person. Yeah. Adam Sandler. <laughs> Doing that, yeah. <laughs> something. Yeah. Well, that um, I also want to talk about how this is not a traditional sitcom. It's more traditional for the '60s in that 
it's basically a single cam show. Yeah. Like, there's not a live audience here. It's, it's very obviously canned laughter. Laugh track, yeah. But they, it's because, like, this is a show that has, like, a lion and an elaborate set yep. and, like, a lot of trap doors and stuff. So yeah. you can't really ask an audience, hey, can you just, like, sit and wait? Sure. Because we got to get things, this like, gag. moved around. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it would be interesting to see if they could do a tr- either a true multicam. Whoa, yeah. With all the, like, gadgets and stuff. Yeah. Or just, like, go, like, really hard single cam and actually make it, like, a filmic thing every week. Yeah, the, yeah, it's interesting, too, because they, this show, I mean, before this show, there were movies about witches and there were movies about, you know, vampires. Yeah. But, like, before this show, there wasn't a lot in terms of goth culture and, and, and the goth Did this kind look. of start a lot of it? I think it helped, for sure. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, like, there were European witch films and, and um, vampires films. Because when did the Adams Family cartoon start? The 40s, 50s? The early? cartoon started in 38. It was in 38. Okay. And, and this is 64. Yeah. And can you speak to anything about what was in the water in 1964 that the Munsters and Adams Family started at the exact same time? Was it that, that was the same the the same, same time? They ran for the same two years. What was going on politically? I feel like it's a political situation. I mean, JFK was just murdered like yeah. a year earlier. Yeah. I, I think I think a lot of that has to do with it. I think the I think the country was at a point where they were tired of cookie cutter American family safe yeah. sitcoms. And so this was not, I mean, not edgy, but it. Because all the jokes were still very, very safe, and it wasn't gory or anything like that. But yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with the political landscape. The country felt like they were falling apart. Yeah, and they certainly—I mean, I, I can't super speak to to race and television at the time, but it was—it's. It, I think it's telling that it was easier for them to put monsters on television than it was to put like non-white people yeah, on television. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so it was their way. This to was their of, way of because we noted in the Munsters episode they talk about how they're an immigrant family like yeah. coming from Transylvania. Yeah, and that's a cool like I would love to see that done modern day maybe yeah. with a a cast full of people of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like who were also like just really like embrace this like yeah. multicultural immigrant story, but they're also like vampires or yeah. something. Yeah, there are ways to like I don't I don't know if you want to get so on the nose that there's like profiling of the Adams family or monsters today yeah. or anything like that. But I think they were counterculture to a degree. Yeah. And and so weird. years and years and years later they, they kind of helped cultivate that look of uh, of goth. So my original point was if they did a show today, I wonder what they could do to be a little bit more inventive and not lean so much on the original Adams Family looks because that's now 40, 50 years old. They and it's of... also so incorporated. Like, there's a designer on Project Runway this year that is just basically like a hot yeah. topic gothic designer person. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. that's yeah. so mainstream. For sure. Uh, so like at the end of the episode, there's a hide and seek. <laughs> basically like the robbers really just want to fucking get this damn money let's get and out of so here. they're like let's play hide and seek and they bring up hide and seek and then there's like a close up on Lurch who gives a prolonged Lurch eye roll basically he tries to, he tries to roll his eyes and his eyes yeah. don't work right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when Gomez is just like uh, we need to speak yeah. I love that they just kind of arbitrarily decided that uh, if I could hide and seek is the line. That yeah, these guys, them. these guys are the creeps. They've come yeah. into our house and they want to play hide and seek. We've offered them drinks that are black bobbing and smoking. Bobbing for crabs. Bobbing for crabs. <laughs> we offered them sandwiches, uh, and these guys now want to play hide and seek in our house. No. And then Morticia's like, "Come on, Gomez, Adams, uh, hospitality," and he's like, "All right, I'll do this." I just think that's 
Yeah, I just think it's a fun juxtaposition. It's kind of, it's like on Parks and Rec when they arbitrarily decided we all are mean to Jerry. Yes. Yes. And so it's like, this is also like, where our arbitrary line is hide and seek. Yeah. No, no, no. This no. is ridiculous. Yeah, get they out. don't even, they're not, I was like, oh, are they going to just fight? It's like a child's game. No. But I feel like the amps like don't give a shit about those kind of rules. They'd no. be like, yeah, let's do this child's game. We love it. Yeah, they're playing Bobs and Frapples. It yeah. was, I think, it, you know, I don't even think it was the norm. I don't think it was like, oh, this is, this is way too normal for us. We're not going to do this. It was more that they just thought it was lame. Yeah, that's also a weird thing is like they actually are so uh, honest about who they are and so that they are oblivious to what actually is normal because I don't think they ever hate on things because it's normal. They hate on it because they just have this natural aesthetic repulsion to it. Yeah. And they don't really have, they're not really as aware, they're totally oblivious to the fact that they're weird. Right, yeah. There, there's an episode where Pugsley wants to become a Boy Scout. Right. And it, and it turns them off. But it, it's not because... In, in that episode, it's not because Pugsley wants to be normal. It's that they don't completely agree with, with the Boy Scouts. It's yeah. really fascinating. And and even in this episode, with the, the kids dressing up and they dress up as normal people, um, they're like, well, that's super scary. But not because normal people are scary. Just this that's not us. That's not what yeah, we are not, about. Yeah. And, and there's, <laughs> there's even in the Adam's Family Values movie a, a joke about the baby. They have a new baby named, was it? Pubert? Pubert. Pubert. <laughs> Pubert, at one point, uh, some curse happens and Pubert looks like a normal pretty oh, like baby. Blonde with blonde and, hair. Yeah. And they scream and freak out. And it's not because they're against norms, quote unquote, or anything. It's that that's not us. That's yeah. not Adams. Because they're very welcoming. Like, they love it when there are people that are, air quote, normal, that yeah. come into their world and embrace it. And they try to even help them. Yeah, because that happens, like, Fester gets a wife in the second one, right? Yes. He, he's, he's got... It's weird. It's telling me at the time, too. He's got a lot of um, pen pals. Yeah. A lot of women that... At one point, I think he even... Um, what's it called when you fake who you are? Catfish. He catfishes a lady as a pen pal. Yeah. And then she shows up and he has to act like the person that he had been writing as. But yeah, uh, he later on has several different callers who show up. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're like games, you're down to clown. They like love you. Yep. Like honestly, if these two guys weren't burglars that were like needed an alibi and just wanted to hang out, they would be so welcoming. All night. And again, they would offer you a bed that was made of nails that might actually kill you, but they don't mean any harm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's genuinely polite. Like, <laughs> we want you to stay over. So after the burglars like run out, um, we get our coda scene, which is like, when I think of Adam's family, what I think classically is basically Gomez and Morticia hanging. Yeah. Because so many episodes either st- like start and end with the two of them just hanging. Yeah. And so it's Morticia's knitting, and then Gomez is wearing... <laughs> Oh, like a smoking jacket? <laughs> yeah, he looked good. Oh, yeah. and he's um, also just like the limberness of John Aston. He is, uh, has his, he's, he has his legs crossed. It's like he's sitting with his legs crossed, but up in the air on his like back. On his back. And he's reading a newspaper with his legs. It's like, it's tucked into his legs. Yeah. And then he like, she's like, oh, what's anything? And he's smoking the- a cigar. Yeah. At the same time. Oh, and then Morticia's like anything in the paper. And then he just like rolls onto his side yeah. to like read the paper on his legs. And it's like, oh, it's seems- our friends Marty and Claude were sent up the river. Good. They needed a vacation. And then the applause, and then yeah. it goes away. That's and she's it. knitting something that's like seven or eight feet long. Yeah. Probably for an Adam's family member who is a giant neck person or whatever. <laughs> like, a, like one of those Star Wars Jedi Council yeah. people. Yeah, like exactly. Like Rances. No, yeah. um... Oh no, what's his name? He has a long... In the background, Ugh, in the background of, of the set, you can even see there's like one of the... There's, a, there's an Adam's family portrait, and one of the people in the portrait is a, gi- a giraffe with like a suit on. <laughs> and speaking like... of the background... 
you mentioned the 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 stuffed uh, dead animals. There's I this is the first time I noticed this ever. Uh, during the end credits, you can see above the fireplace there's a moose head, and one of the antlers is upright, and the other one is completely twisted down. Yeah. So it's so goofy. Yeah. Like it's really like harmless, odd stuff. It's not scary. It's just off. Why aren't there Adam's Family Funko Pops yet? Yeah. See. Yeah, there sh- there absolutely should be. And uh, like based on the original looks, the television looks. Yeah, and the just movie do looks. an entire line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. <sighs> yeah. I don't know who has the rights. Where? Uh, what's going on? They jumped around a bunch. I know that when when Charles Adams. So when Charles Adams did the strip originally, uh, he met with the producer, and then the deal they struck was, you get a thousand dollars for every week that the Adams family is on. Well, that was only like he only got sixty five thousand dollars, right? And so sixty four thousand. And the show ended, and that was that was that deal. It, and he basically just licensed it out for that thing, and didn't didn't count for any future you know revenue yeah. streams. His family isn't making money off of any DVDs that get sold or whatever. But, um, and also the other thing that kind of sucks for him was at the time that the show was on, the New Yorker who ran the strips yeah. was like, we're not going to run the strips while the show's on. We don't want to basically pander to a TV audience, our readers or something more than that. But as, show, as soon as the show was off, they let him, you know, or no, not as soon as the show was off. Around 10 years later, the, the, that editor left and they let him come Good. Back. But um, then then for the cartoons and, and, and incarnations that came after the television show, he was getting revenue from Good. That. So, but that meant that the the rights were jumping from different place to different place. Yeah, and I believe now uh, there was most recently like a there was going to be a stop motion animated feature based on the Charles Adams um, designs. Yeah, that was co written I think by Tim Burton, maybe produced by him. So I don't know who mm. owns those rights, but it's not locked up in some weird yeah, place. Yeah, just I think do it's something just, with them. Yeah. Uh, wait, what was your take on the new Adams Family? The, the, the 90s. Tel- the, 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 was it was like a Fox show or something? It was like, it was a Canadian show that was aired in the States on, uh, I think, ABC Family. ABC Family. Yeah. I only... In the late 90s. I only for, saw I, commercials. For, again, two seasons, two but, seasons, but 65 episodes as opposed to The Addams Family 64. So we had one more episode yeah. than them? Which I, I know that John Aston was on that as a grandma, yes, right? those are on YouTube, but you, everyone okay. should find them because there are two strains of Gomez. Right. There's John Aston, Raul Julia... Right. Just like, and there's, like, basically physical differences. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and the 90s Adams Family is very much a John Aston-style Gomez, because he's, like, shorter, stockier, yeah. mustache. Well, they all have mustaches. Right, but right, right. It's so amazing to see John Aston, who is probably late 60s yeah. at that point. Yeah. Maybe even 70. Come on as Grandpapa Adams. And he comes on... And is basically doing his Gomez alongside the guy that is basically doing an impersonation of his Gomez. Whoa. And it's just this master class in how awesome he is. <laughs> yeah. Because he, at that age, is still, like, he brings that, you see, the like, exact why, same? He's, why he's a star, wow. like, why he was so good on television is yeah. because even 30 years later, he's delivering the exact same energy, the exact same delivery with, like, worse jokes. Right. Weirder, sh- weirder angles, like, not as good of a show. Yeah. And he's just killing it. It's such fa- so fascinating to yeah. see. Was he on every episode of that show? No, he was only did. I think he did like two or three oh, appearances. Okay. okay, that's even less than I expected. The but... theme song is a weird like conga salsa number. Weird. It's very weird. That's what that it was also something with the original Adams Family too. Is that they would do stuff like he would be doing yoga poses, and mm-hmm. they would smoke hookah, and they would mention yogis, and they would mention food from other countries that yeah. weren't really popular in mainstream American culture at the time. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if that was, 
at the time there was that Mondo Kane kind of feel, uh, counterculture yeah. film with like around the world the weird things that they're all doing snake wrangling and because they do all that stuff on here stuff. they do all that stuff on here it's this weird it's a broader hey hey America <laughs> this is stuff that's going on across the globe and here's the delivery mechanism of creepy people yep. yeah, it's yeah. Like, great it's Aren't really cool weird? yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but so great and you love them and want to be part of them yes uh, let's move on to the trivia portion. The tea. So get a witch's shawl on, a broomstick you can crawl on. We're gonna pay a call on the Adams family. So yeah, so facts about this episode. Uh, impossible to find weekly episode by episode ratings of every uh, 60s show. Oh. But so on average, 23.9 million people watch season one of the monster of uh, the Adams family. 23.9. Jeez. Uh, the monsters was watched by 24.7. Wow. So monsters was more successful. That's fine. Um, That's which, cool. It's broader. My Twitter poll shows which has had the lasting impact. Yeah. 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 Nothing against the monsters. Monsters. I like They're the monsters. Fine. fine. Yeah, 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 I do. I love the idea of they're all like a werewolf, a vamp. It's really fun and cool. Yeah, and it's it, I think I, I think Al of Lewis them, is great. Yeah, and I think of them more like Beverly Hillbillies than I think of them as like, yeah. a family. Yeah. Anyways, um, so a uh, weekly, so the the season long average, so for the nineteen sixty four nineteen sixty five TV season, the Adams Family was twenty three. It uh, was ranked number twenty three. Okay. So with twenty three point nine million people, it was still the twenty third most watched show because people, people so many. Yeah. yeah. Monsters was 18. Ah. So Monsters still beat yeah. Yeah. The, okay. the Addams Family. That's fine. Uh, IMDb, 128 users gave this particular episode of The Addams Family a 7.7. 7. Out of 10? Out of 10. Okay. So would you give this higher or lower? Is that on the money for an Addams Family episode? For an Addams Family episode? Yeah. I would probably go to like an 8. This okay. is every, yeah. If you need to show someone what The Addams Family is like, this is a good episode. Yeah. Like if you're like, this is what the show is kind of about. This is perfect. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say it's solid 7.98. Yeah. Because, uh, again, yeah, it does really hit all the bases. I mean, you don't get much of Grandmama. No. But also, like, in general, Grandmama doesn't do much. She used to freak me out a lot. I was glad yeah. she wasn't in this one very much. Her um, face is just weird. I don't know. And with that wig. It's not her face. Yeah. That's mean. It's a it's weird. It's her wig and her face together. I always confuse her with the witch from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> yes. And I'm trying yes. to like, did that actress actually play Grandmama at some I point? I don't know. Maybe. Because then again, no, I think it's because Carol Kane played that character in Robin Hood Men in Tights, right? Right, right, right. And then Carol Kane played Grandmama in. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all tied up. Yeah. But Uh, no, my favorite episodes are the Lurch episodes, for what mm, it's worth. Yeah. I would give all those a 10. Like, there's an episode where they send Lurch to Butler School, and there's an episode where Lurch's mom comes, so they act like they're his butlers. (laughs) Oh, right. Oh, that was a great one. They're just very, like, sweet episodes about how the family tries to help one another. So, yeah. They're a servant guy. Yeah. They still love, and it's part of the family. Yeah. Who had the must-see performance in this episode? Oh. That's a tough one. Oh, I didn't tell you to be on the lookout for that before I usually... Oh. So, that's, like, springing. Um, uh, I mean, John Astin as Gomez, um... Lurch had those close-ups that were really good. Yeah, and he also had that moment where he was, like, in the room, they open the door, <laughs> and he just, like, looks at them. He's just chilling in the closet, and they're yeah. like, let's get out of here! <laughs> uh, Wednesday's great with that, like, look at the camera shrug. Yeah. Um, but I probably think, I probably think, I really like, uh, I really like uh, Fester in this episode. Oh, yeah. Fester, there, there's a bit where Fester, 
Fester's bobbing for the crab, and he's doing it so maniacally. So gleeful, and just... He, and he's just smashing his face around in the water, not even really trying to catch the crab. Just, like, basically washing his face with no hands. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think Fester is probably my favorite. Jackie Coogan, yeah. going for... Um, I'm, this, he's not my must-see performance, but I do want to actually talk about Don Rickles for a hot sec, because we, like, Don Rickles is in this episode. Don Rickles. And I wrote in my notes, like, is that... Because he was already doing stand-up. He started doing stand-up, I'm pretty sure... Him and Bob Newhart had a very parallel career. Yeah. And Bob started in, like, 60. Okay. I do believe. Um, was he an insult comic back then, Don Rickles? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because... Yeah, he was always... He's always done bid Don Rickles. Because he wasn't mean in this That's at all. That's the thing, is, like... I, I was trying to think, like, this is kind of like nowadays when you see, like, Nick Kroll or Jason Mantzoukas. Because these are the guys that just do guest spots in every show. Sure. Um, so it is weird, like, I guess at the time people probably knew who Don Rickles was, I would assume, and were, like, probably excited that he was in this episode, but then, like, he isn't, he's actually the more timid and, like, oh, I want to get out of here kind of a guy. Between the two thieves. Yeah, so it is weird that, like, Don Rickles wasn't doing his Don Ricklesy thing, so maybe he... Maybe his stand-up wasn't... I don't know. I should have looked and seen, like, when was his Tonight Show debut or something. He had a lot of hair in this episode. Yeah. I was real surprised by that. It was the most hair I've seen on him (laughs) before. Um, So I thought that was interesting. But my must-see performer is obviously John Astin. uh, Yeah. Because I can't take my eyes off. No, that's fair. What's wrong with me? That's fair. Uh, But again, like, he just is so... He is the Addams Family to me. Because I think his maniacal gusto and energy is what sells the entire premise. Yeah. He holds everything together. And he, even though he's the center, is still such a weird character. Yeah. He has this great balance of being the weirdo, but he's also the straight man. Yes. And everyone kind of bounces off of him, but yes. he also gets to have so much fun to be so kooky. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. He's so great. And he, yeah, his outfits are great. Uh, he takes off his jacket at one point, and he's got these, like, mid-bicep tights. So when you see an on old school accountant, accountant with, like, that, it's like, yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't yeah. know what that what trope that is like yeah. what if what fashion thing that was I don't right know. he smoked cigars like it was water like, yeah he had like five cigars at all times in his pocket uh Ugh. yeah and i don't know i, I want to be gomez for halloween but i don't have a morticia and which is like the you can't be a gomez without a morticia i feel like i feel like you could find a morticia pretty pretty easily yeah. Yeah. But then I also could do, I could be Gay Gomez, and maybe that's high enough of concept that it would sustain not having a mortician. I like that, and if you get, like, a hand for your shoulder, you've also got Oh, thing. there you go, I could do that, that. Yeah. yeah. Then you go as a couple. Um, but I don't really know what Gay Gomez, I would want to try and find a rainbow flag that's all variations of gray and black. Yeah, you would have to. So that'd that would be fun. So that you could see. As, like, a pocket like, square yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah That'd yeah. be good. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I don't know, we'll see if I can figure that out. Um, must other people see this episode? Yes. Yes, if you haven't seen The Addams Family in a long time, I think this is a good reintroduction. Yeah. If you've never seen it before, I feel like this is a good introduction to kind of the tone of the series. Especially uh, Halloween month. Especially Spooky for times. If you're going to watch Halloween episodes, I feel like toss this on because it's low impact, but like there's a lot going on under the surface. I feel yeah. Like. I also like, because I worked from home for last, like long, for like last two Octobers. Yeah. I would say Addams Family is a great show to have on while you work from home. Okay. Because... It's very, it's it's slower paced, you know, you know, it's not going to come at you frantically with like jokes and attention. Like, yeah. you know, uh, it's a good show to just have on. You'll look up every now and then. Yes. You'll see something totally bizarre. Right. It's a very visually engaging show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also not like 
fast-paced and loud and sure. attention-grabby. Yeah, if you look up, you still know what's going on. Yeah. In a couple of seconds, you know where all the characters are. Because, again, where. not the most complicated plots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't need that. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. a lot of time. No. I would definitely say this is a solid introduction to the Adam Sam, especially if you only know through those great movies. Yes. You know, we can love the show and love the movies. Yep. Absolutely. Simultaneously. Totally. You can, watch, you can love those, and you can still love the Scooby-Doo appearance. That's I love the 1975, like, so is it 77, the TV special? Yes. The Halloween TV movie. The movie. That they shot on, like, it's on, like, videotape. And it's in color, and too, And it's in right? color. Yeah. yeah. And it just, and they also don't have the house. They have, like... They're in a Winnebago or something? No, it's, they're in, like, a weird, it's like, a, they have an Adam's Family house, but it's not this Adam's Family house. Oh, okay. So it just looks weird. It looks okay. like they just, like, found a house to shoot in, in like, a suburb. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's great. Yeah. It's still great. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. the fucking original cast. Yeah. There's a lot of Adam's Family out there. Yeah, there Different is. versions of Adam's Family. Didn't they have, like, a variety show for a little while? There was a variety show one-off, I think. That right. That didn't, didn't do well. The cartoon version, the 90s cartoon. There was a comic in the 70s. Oh, yeah, there was, like, a 70s cartoon, wasn't there, yeah. that the Scooby-Doo teamed up with? Uh, the new but, Scooby-Doo Mysteries. Yeah. Uh, there was, a uh, there was, uh, the direct-to-video movies after the theatrical oh, releases. Oh, yeah, yeah, there were a couple of those. Oh, um, there was also the Broadway, where Nathan Lane played Gomez, again, like, on board. Baby Newton played Morticia? Baby Newworth was Morticia. Newer- like, Newworth? That's, that's yeah. also great. That's yeah. so great. I yeah. wish I had seen that. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of Adam's Family. There's probably an Adam's Family out there for you. Yeah. And hopefully there's more coming. There's gotta be. I, there's gotta I be. want... Oh, I want to make mine happen. Um, where can people find you on the internet if they want to talk to you about spooky things? Oh, I love Adam's spooky family, things. Or anything you want to plug. I love anything I want to plug. I'm <laughs> I'm on Twitter at, uh, at Ricky Purden. Uh, that's my name. And on Instagram, it's Ricky Purden, too. Uh, but it's mostly comic book stuff and uh, You watch a lot things. of crazy VHSs from the 80s. Yep, I also post there all the, all the uh, VHSs and then cult movies that i watch over the weekends uh i love talking about that stuff um and then conventions and things i go to conventions for marvel all the time yeah so i'm around yeah i love it send ricky your adam's family fan art oh my god yes (laughs) seriously yeah yes please do that no problem especially if you have an if you have an adam's family sketchbook Ooh, that'd be a good why oh i should i want to see that Yeah. yeah please do please share please share and that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Ricky Purden, for dropping by and talking about The Addams Family with me this week. Next week, this spooky train keeps on spooking, and I'll be discussing the home improvement episode, The Haunting of Taylor House. The Haunting of Taylor House is in Season 2. It is Episode 6 of Home Improvement. Season 2, Episode 6. You can stream that Home Improvement episode on Hulu, or you can buy it on Amazon Amazon or iTunes. <laughs> Until then, you can send your questions about sitcoms to musthaveseentv at gmail.com. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at musthaveseentv. If you like what you've heard, I beg you to please rate and review Must Have Seen TV and iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brett White. You can read the words that I write at thecider.com. You can check out my sitcom t-shirts and stickers, including an Adams Family honeymoon design at tpublic.com slash user slash Brett White. The theme song this week was The Monster Mash, a karaoke version, so not the original. (laughs) Uh, Thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Thanks to all y'all for listening, and I'll see y'all next week on Must Have Seen TV. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.